0: I wanna talk about something sad.
1: Okay. Um, usually down.
0: I want an opinion. Okay. A year ago today, my dog died. Yes. I am having a hard time. Yeah. Uh, but my question is, mm-hmm. um, and by the way, like my grandmother also died around this same time, so it's just a sad little time of year. Yeah. Um but my question is... Jordan and I are trying to figure out... At what point do you get a new pet? What
1: is the appropriate mourning period?
0: Right. Yeah. And it's not just mourning period. I don't know if I want a new pet.
1: Right. You want another Junie. Yes. You don't want...
0: So, like, I have yeah. looked... I mean, I have, like... Not religiously, but, like, I've browsed the Humane Society websites. Mm-hmm. I've looked up French Bulldog rescues. Because mm-hmm. French Bulldogs is what I wanted to begin with before we got Junie. Um... I feel very ambivalent. Yeah. And Jordan the other day, he said, "What would you do if I just brought a dog home?" And I said, "I don't know." Cuz I don't know what yeah. I would do. I do you know like what in my family, for uh-huh. example, growing up, we our childhood dog died like when we were adults. Mm-hmm. So I did not experience him being quote unquote replaced mm-hmm. or like like, my mom has a new dog. And he
1: is beautiful.
0: Her new dog? Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I saw him on Instagram, and I was like, that is a gorgeous dog.
0: It is. You and my mom can talk about that dog all day long. <laughs> I have thoughts about that dog. He
1: had sand all over his <laughs> face, and his, his he's, a, he's a dachshund.
0: Dachshund, long hair. He's dachshund. got
1: these long ears. Ugh, yeah. I love him. Look,
0: he is cute. He drives me bananas. but that- And I think
1: that's just the case with... The pets of... The
0: empty nesters.
1: Yeah. 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 Empty nest pets yeah. are
0: a thing. So this is my mom's... The pets that your parents
1: have after you are no longer there... Yes. ...are always going to be weird.
0: So this is my mom's that. Yeah. But that's my thing. Like, when, when they got a new dog, I was not there. Mm-hmm. Um, so another childhood dog of ours was really Chet's dog, um, his golden retriever. And she died and it was sad. Um, but my brother didn't get a new dog. Like, he doesn't have a dog... Um, and my parents didn't get a new one after her. They just got Brinkley. So I'm just trying to figure out, like, it's not, obviously, we're not replacing Junie. And it's been a full year, so I think I thought, oh, I'll be ready for a new one now. Well, a couple things. I don't miss the hair. Yeah. Junie was... Perfect in every way, but too much hair. Because shed that's with,
1: that's sh- that's animals.
0: Shed all the time. Yep. Well and the only non-shed ones, no offense to listeners, they're like ugly free-free dogs. Yeah. And I don't think I'm an ugly free-free dog person. No. So and I say like I have people I love who have free frou dogs, okay? No no judgment. But should should I get a dog?
1: Um maybe a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> I found a tortoise in the parking lot last week.
0: Should I have, should you have saved it for me?
1: Well, I'm, I was thinking like, one, I'm going to get salmonella if I touch this thing. <laughs> but two, like, where did it come from? Did it escape from someone's apartment and it was just roaming the parking lot? Because it was like good size or was it just Tallahassee and there are tortoises It's, it's Tallahassee and you've got that swan thing
0: behind yeah, you. No, but
1: this was on the other side of the neighborhood where there was not that.
0: They're they're slow but they're persistent. Yeah. I see turtles everywhere. I
1: approached it and I it like it got into its shell. It was afraid of me, but I was like, "Get out of the road." <laughs>
0: people look it is hilarious to me i don't know if this is true in other states other places but jordan is baffled i mean i love it but jordan is baffled but people by people stop yes yeah. by how traffic stops to let the turtles cross the yeah board. jordan is baffled by it i love it
1: i love it too i love it with every i wish fiber people of my would being. stop for beavers because i'm tired of seeing these dead beavers
0: you and beavers i know maybe i should get a beaver
1: you should I, I think that's that's the <laughs> that's that's it.
0: That's the answer. You
1: can just let it kind of in your backyard. It can build a little like that'd house. be great because
0: my backyard is a disaster. You should get a goat. <laughs> I should get a goat. That
1: would just eat everything in your backyard. <laughs> I should. I that's should That's actually a goat. that's it. That's the solution. we've solved your problem. I'll tell Jordan. You're getting a goat. episode 174 of from the front porch a collection of conversations on books small business and life in the south my name is chris jansen and i'm feeling my age
0: and i'm annie jones owner of the bookshelf an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown thomasville georgia
1: so up front one last time i do want to plug our listener survey mm-hmm. um, there will be a link to it in the show notes there is also a link to it on our website from the it is a Three to five minute, ten question survey um, that basically gives us some basic demographic info about you, our listeners, um, who are you, how old are you, where are you from, how did you hear about us, um, are you involved in any of our extracurricular activities like (laughs) shelf subscription or Patreon. Um, It's designed basically to give us an idea, a better idea of who you are so that we can make the show the best it can be for you.
0: Yeah, we want to know who's out there.
1: We want to know who you are. We want to get to know you. And so... It would be awesome if you could take just a couple minutes um, to follow that link and fill out that survey for us.
0: It's not long. It's not long. Yeah.
1: Um, it's 10 questions. Most of those are multiple choice. Um, and it's going to be live until, I think, June 10th. Okay. And we will compile our results then. So thank Thanks, you I so am. much for taking the time to do that.
0: Yay. I love data.
1: Me too. I love visualizing data. I love making charts. I know you do. And so like if you're on Patreon, you have seen that I made a chart of how to correctly categorize men according to their handsomeness, which is something that we talked about on, um, on Unpopular Opinions last month. I have month. thoughts. And yeah. I
0: saw that you said, Annie, I await your response. Where do you want me to put that?
1: Um, I will post it on Patreon. All right. I got to think about that. So anyway, this. if you're not on Patreon... These
0: are the things we're talking about. These are about. the things we
1: talk about, <laughs> um, in case that's at all interesting to you. All right. Let's talk about this.
0: Okay. So, for those of you who don't know, The Great American Read is a PBS special that premiered, I think, a couple of weeks ago, May 22nd, mm-hmm. but... It is still available for viewing yeah. online. And as on the it is, PBS Pb- yeah. yeah. And as I'm sure it's is is a
1: funny thing, the, the PBS, PBS app. I have it. It's great. You do? Yeah, it's on my Apple TV. <laughs> That's
0: hilarious. Um, I'm sure PBS will show this again, yeah, like as for PBS's sure. want to do. Uh, but we, as booksellers, have been hearing about The Great American Read for months. It's something that they really pushed us at different book conferences, and sales reps have told mm-hmm. us about it. Uh, so it is something that we have been looking forward to. Uh, basically, PBS, through some surveys and things, narrowed down America's favorite books to a list of 100 titles. And they created this two-hour PBS special hosted by Lady Crush... What's her name? I Meredith Vieira.
1: Oh, okay. I, I love that one. Great. Woman. I
0: love her. Um, I have loved her since The View. And I think if you love someone after watching The View...
1: Wow, Then yeah. they're really
0: worth loving. For real? Because, because mostly not. Most of
1: The Viewers. Is- <laughs> It's not. Yeah, mostly yeah. not.
0: Um, I loved the view when I was like a teenager, and it was Meredith Vieira and Barbara Walters.
1: Yeah, that is the least. <laughs> that's the least surprising thing you've ever told me.
0: So Meredith Vieira is in a over one
1: hundred f- episodes.
0: <laughs> personal hero. Um, she leads this two-hour special, which is really like two one-hour specials. Mm-hmm. You can watch them standalone. But she works her way through these hundred titles by interviewing celebrities, mm-hmm. schoolchildren. Uh, Joe Schmo off the street mm-hmm. authors um, about their favorite books right
1: and it's a little bit of a misleading title the Great American Read because these are not all works of American fiction.
0: right that's one thing that I think is really important and one thing Meredith was quick to point out these are not necessarily American written books right these are just, just books, books that Americans, Americans like. like and I think looking at this list look. N- almost nothing makes me this patriotic. Like, <laughs> I think Meghan Markle's wedding yep. made me super patriotic. Not for Britain, by now the way. I was
1: this expatriation made you very patriotic. Yeah,
0: you know why? Because America showed up for that wedding.
1: <laughs> yeah, they did. Uh, that preacher, also, American. Harry and Meghan on the stairs have terrifying. scared me every time I've walked up the stairs for the past two weeks.
0: <laughs> Ashley said she, yesterday, well, it was just a chaotic day, and Ashley walked up and down the stairs. She said, guess how many times I've walked upstairs today? I said, six. And she said, exactly. Exactly. And guess how many times Harry and Meghan have given me a heart attack? Six. Yep. I need to bring them upstairs because yes. I like them here.
1: They need to not be on the stairs anymore. <laughs> uh,
0: so, okay, Meghan Markle's wedding made me very patriotic, but weirdly, the Great American Read did. I get that. Because, it's like the Olympics. Yeah. But for you, books. And you're looking at this list and you're thinking Americans read diversely relatively speaking, like, so, I mean, so it's just qualified. Yeah, so it's just really fun to look at this list and you're correct. Like yeah. it is not a bunch of American writers. Um, although my personal favorites are mostly American writers. Yeah. Um, but I think this is a really fascinating mm-hmm. list. So first of all, if you have not watched that special, I really do think it is worth your time. I, I wondered if it was going to be, I, I didn't think, I didn't wonder if it was going to be well done because mm-hmm. I really like most of what yeah. PBS does yeah, no, PBS but I didn't great. know if I would enjoy it but I did I loved it so much um, and, and I think what they're doing is those two that two hour special and then I thought they were going to do the occasional episode like about a particular book, but now I'm not so sure. What I am sure of is that you can vote for your favorite title online, okay. and then in the fall, they're going to do another special, okay. and maybe Countdown. Um, so like I... everybody's
1: top ten. Yeah,
0: that's what I wonder. So I think I know what should win right off the bat. Okay. You know it. Harry Potter. Oh, no.
1: I feel like that's what's going to win.
0: You think? Yeah. I guess because of children yeah. and adults. Yep.
1: Because this is a whole adult generation now that grew up reading Harry Potter.
0: That's true. And
1: I love Harry Potter. Don't get me wrong. I adore Harry Potter. Yeah. But Harry Potter is the only book that a lot of adults have read.
0: Oh, that's true. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I thought for sure To Kill a Mockingbird would win.
1: And it might. It very well might.
0: I loved on on the PBS thing, To Kill a Mockingbird, the person that they interviewed to talk about that book was Brian Stevenson, who um, is the, I guess, executive director of the equal justice initiative in montgomery and he just gave, he is so well spoken um and i was brought to tears all over again by Aww. that by that book it's so good um so obviously to kill a mockingbird is on the list my other favorite that i wouldn't mind winning but it won't is gilead by mm-hmm. marilyn robinson that is a pulitzer winner everyone should read I, it's so good
1: there are so many books on this list we have the list in front of us and i'll also um link to a list in the show notes um so many here that are required high school reading. Yes. But that's not a bad thing.
0: Yeah, I know. I feel like we assume summer reading is bad. Yeah. Because teachers assign these books.
1: And because 16-year-olds don't want to do it.
0: Right. With the exception of Annie Sue Butterworth, who absolutely did. And Christopher R. (laughs) Jensen. Who absolutely did. Yeah. Um, But I remember, like, a lot of these books I read only because some high school teacher made me.
1: Exactly. So I'm looking at something like The Great Gatsby, Mm -hmm. The Grapes of Wrath, Great Expectations, Adventures of Tom Sawyer, um, and then there were none. Um,
0: Heart of Darkness.
1: 1984. Um, the color purple, like there are a lot of these that, that are commonly assigned in high school and for good reason. I actually recently, a couple weeks ago on the internet, I saw, I think it was on Reddit actually. And it was somebody saying like, Hey, good life hack. Go back and read a book that was assigned to you in high school Mm -hmm. as an adult you will understand why it was assigned to you in high school and I promise you you won't hate it.
0: Oh that's a great And I was like, that's
1: actually really great. And I've mentioned similar things when we've we've
0: done stuff
1: like that that now as as an educator and as somebody who does assign books for particular reasons and not just because they're an assigned curriculum. Like There are so many books that I think are so important and are so good that I wish people would read seriously. Yeah. And not just be like, oh, it was so boring. Well, yeah, you were 15. <laughs> Everything was going to be boring. Yeah. And it's so cool to go back as an adult and read these things that were assigned to you and get what's good about them. Yeah. And like not feel pressured because it's an assignment, not feel like you have to say something important about it, but just kind of read it and think about it and, 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 Maybe wonder why you didn't like it 20 years ago.
0: Well, and perhaps get something new out of it. Absolutely. And you and I have talked about this many times on the podcast, but one interview I loved um, on the special was John Green was interviewed and he was talking about Catcher in the Rye. Uh Uh-huh. And he talked about how, as a teenager, he loved *Catcher in the Rye*, um, but as an adult, he still loves it. For a very different reason. But instead, he finds it tragic. Yeah. And when he was a teenager, he found it to be inspiring and, yeah. and funny and yeah. and look at this, you know, rebel without a cause, you know, kind yeah. of thing. And now, as an adult, he finds it tragic that this young man is wandering the streets, yeah. not knowing who he is, and yeah. and so and I loved getting that insight from John Green, who writes, who writes young adult teen characters, yeah, young right. adult lit. Um. My dad... So my dad told me yesterday, he... So in the store, in the bookshelf, we have this pretty large display for the Great American Read. Because we want people in Thomasville or Tallahassee, like surrounding yeah. areas, we want you when you're in town to vote for your favorite. Because what we'd like to see is if Thomasville's favorite or the bookshelf's favorite matches. matches. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so please come by and vote. But my dad was in the store yesterday and he picked up um, a sheet that you can like check off what you've read and what you haven't. And he said that one of his goals this year was to read five books. And he Mm -hmm. said, I'm I'm on book five right now. He said, but one of my other reading specific goals was to read a classic that I've never read. He said, you know, and he mentioned, he was like, I think I might've read The Great Gatsby in high school, but I don't remember. He said, so I think I'd like to reread that. And I thought, what an admirable, may I at 65 years of age still be thinking to myself how can I learn yeah. how can I grow how can I go back and read something that maybe I read before right. but see if I see something different in it
1: and I got my mom to read The Great Gatsby* before the movie came out oh yeah um, and she enjoyed it a yeah. lot and it's a slim book I think that's one that's really good to kind of revisit yeah. because it's not a big commitment No, and you can I, read it in two sittings I'm, easily
0: I'm tempted to reread it myself it's, it's so one good. that I read so interestingly I read it twice in high school if I'm not mistaken I read it once as part of my English curriculum but I read it once I don't know if anybody's familiar. I took classes through the Florida Virtual School. Oh, okay. I don't know if you did that. Um, I didn't,
1: but I know what it is. Yeah,
0: I I had a blast taking a few classes through that. But um, I had to read The Great Gatsby as part of my American government curriculum. Mm-hmm. Um, the I do not remember what made that curriculum so special, but I got so much out of The Great Gatsby that I hadn't even got out of in my English right, class. Right,
1: because it was through the lens of like, let's consider prohibition. Yeah, right? it was yeah. fascinating.
0: So anyway... I would like to go back, though, because the... You're going to get a kick out of this, I think. The person they interviewed to talk a little bit about The Great Gatsby was George R.R. R. Martin.
1: Interesting. Right? I love that. Okay,
0: so he was interviewed for a couple of different books. One, because Game of Thrones made it mm-hmm. onto the list, so he talked a little bit about that. But he also talked about The Hobbit, um, uh-huh. because he is a huge Tolkien fan. Yep. Okay, so Lord that, of the
1: Rings is also on the list, and The Hobbit, I believe. Yeah. I think both.
0: So they... Let's see. Uh
1: no, not The Hobbit, but The Lord of the Rings.
0: The Lord of the Rings and they're including series as one.
1: Yeah. So it Harry is Potter. technically one book that's broken up into three volumes, but
0: so so that though was expected. Like yeah. I expected George Arm. Of course he likes Tolkien, yeah. like that's not surprising. That but then later they interviewed him talking about the great Gatsby. And I he is such an eccentric man. Oh, yeah. And he but he read the last, or he quoted the last line about um, ships in the current. Boats against
1: the current, borne oh back God. ceaselessly into the past.
0: Oh my gosh. Like, he started reading it, and then I just was sitting in bed, tearing up. Yeah. I was like, well, this is beautiful. You
1: could found a religion on the last page of that yeah. book. Yeah. Like, I'm not joking. Yeah. Like, it's some of the most beautiful writing in the, in, oh, in the English language. That's
0: so good. Um, yeah. So, The Great Gatsby is another one I wouldn't mind seeing at the top. Yeah. But I'm... I'm,
1: I'm going to reread it now. Well, and I... <laughs> and I'm, I don't have time to reread it.
0: I'm wondering... If you're right, you are taking an approach to this that I hadn't, which is thinking of what's going to appeal to the masses, which is why you think Harry Potter's going to win. Because there are some books here that I was very surprised were on this list. Yeah,
1: Fifty Shades of Grey. Fifty
0: Shades of Grey. Not surprising given that in my small bookstore, before I technically owned it, because this Mm -hmm. book came out before I owned it, but I looked up how many copies of Fifty Shades of Grey the bookshelf has sold, and it is... 150
1: wow for us that's enormous for us
0: for our small bookstore that is enormous that
1: is like probably top 20 books we've ever sold yeah yeah
0: and and that's in the deep south yeah um so that it's not surprising that it's Mm -hmm. on the list but it's interesting um the
1: twilight saga
0: twilight saga is on here did you ever read those
1: um no i saw the first movie
0: I didn't read or see those movies. I it came out too late for me. Mm-hmm. I think um, I saw Jurassic Park was on here. Oh yeah. Gone Girl is on here, mm-hmm. um, which again not surprising, but yeah, interesting. no,
1: and and I like that. I yes. like that there are like these high literary fiction books, these yeah. classics, and also these more recent, more pulpy kind More of literature commercial. on
0: here. Uh, James Patterson, the Alex Cross series uh-huh. is on here. The
1: Hunger Games is on here. Yeah. But it's also next to Invisible Man by Ralph Allison. Yeah. Next to the Joy Luck Club by Amy Tan. Yeah. Um, next to the Left Behind series.
0: Can you believe that? No,
1: that was the big shocker <laughs> to me on this list.
0: <laughs> I am, look, you know, I am shocked by that, but, and I hope it's okay. Emily, if you're listening, I'm outing you. So Emily, who's a friend of ours, she's on the podcast mm-hmm. pretty frequently for Love It or Loathe It. She came into the shop probably a month or two ago and she said, Hey, do you know anything about these books? Um, she started to describe them and I was a little confused. She's like, Brady, we found them at Goodwill and Brady has fallen in love with them. It's like called Left Behind. It's like these kids, it's like the kid it's version. The, oh, yeah, yeah. And I about fell over in my chair. So like, funny. Like, because that is that took- so. Like, that is something I wouldn't touch now with a ten-foot yeah. hole. Yeah, and
1: it took American Christianity by storm yeah, in the 90s. Yeah, it
0: did. It totally did. And, and it's really, fascinating that Brady now is yeah. reading them because they're at the Goodwill. Right.
1: Like,
0: <laughs> it just makes me laugh. It's so funny. I just love it. Um, you
1: couldn't get away from those no, things.
0: <laughs> no. Oh, um, goodness. Ready Player One uh-huh. is on here. The Shack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's another one. Oh, the notebook yeah look and let me tell you i did read this is the only nicholas sparks book i've read but mm-hmm. i did enjoy the notebook when it came out
1: and there's even like high fantasy and sci-fi on here you've got like fa- the foundation series by isaac asimov
0: you've got the wheel of time wheel
1: of time which is like as high fantasy yeah. as it gets yeah. um dune by frank herbert yes. like hard sci-fi um, and then, kind of the foundations of that, the Frankenstein,
0: yeah. Mary
1: Shelley, which is kind of the birth of fantasy and sci-fi. Guess who
0: talked about Frankenstein? Hmm. Let me see if I remember. Allison Williams. Oh, beautiful! Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she she raved about. It. It's it's wonderful to see these people. Um, Gabrielle Union said, um, talked really beautifully. Oh no, I'm gonna forget. I think it was Beloved by Toni Morrison. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyway, it's so fun to see what these celebrities like to yeah. read. Um, uh, can we talk about... Okay. Oh, gosh. Call of the Wild. actually mm, really I love really Call of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Um, but can we talk about some maybe that we haven't read but wish we had?
1: Yeah. And maybe... And some that like are on here that are not that great. Yeah. Our uh, unpopular opinion. Yeah. Unpopular opinion. Brief Wondrous Life of Oscar Wilde? Not very good.
0: Are you saying that because of cheating? No. I have...
1: <laughs> So, like, Are you
0: tainted? And so
1: we've learned now that Juno Diaz is scum. Um, Have
0: we just learned that? No. But
1: we've had that recently
0: <laughs> totally we've that confirmed. inclination. We've
1: had that inc- inclination for years. Uh, I read Oscar Wilde maybe five years ago.
0: You recommended it to me, though.
1: Did I? Did I don't yeah, think so. I don't
0: think I knew how to pronounce it on the podcast.
1: I'd be interested to go back and listen because I've never liked that book. Oh, okay. Um, I think the narrator is interesting.
0: Did you think I would like it? No. I wonder why we talked about it. I yeah. just remember because I missed I it.
1: I think it's half of a good book. Okay. Half of the book is excellent and half of the book is not. Okay. Um, all the chapters about... The, the mother character, phenomenal. Okay. Um, he writes that character so well and tells her story so tragically. Everything else doesn't matter. And I think it's a worthless book. Look,
0: people... Don't act, at me. People act like um, Juno Diaz. First of all, to me, that wasn't news. I felt like that was yeah, no. expected. And yet, I'm going to be honest with you, I was at a bookseller conference not six months ago, and he received a standing ovation yep. from every person in that room. People adore him. And I understand... But also I don't.
1: His short stories are good. I will say that. Like he's a he's a good writer.
0: And let me the also novel's not. let me also take this opportunity to say he's not the only skeezy author oh, whose no. books we will still carry because people are skeezy, y'all.
1: Yep. People are <laughs> terrible. <laughs> it's
0: like and and I'm not necessarily going to pr- like promote his books. No. Um but we were talking we we have this discussion all the time, the bookshelf yep. especially now. We
1: did a whole episode about it. Yeah,
0: but it's like at what point certainly I pulled his children's book off our shelves. I just didn't, It yeah, wasn't doing well for us, and I didn't feel good about it. But I kept a couple. I didn't pull all of them. Right.
1: It's not like we refuse to sell this. We just yeah. don't want to display it. Yeah,
0: exactly. That's kind of where I draw the line. But, okay, that's interesting that you say that. I will tell you a book... Well, maybe I already mentioned it. The book that I think shouldn't be on here, but I understand why it is, yeah. is is The Shack. Because I read that. I understand that it played an important, pivotal role in American evangelical culture. Yeah, for sure. But I read that book and did not find it to be well written. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand the controversy. Right. Like, I didn't get it. Like, I read it and thought, oh. why is this a big deal? And wasn't
1: the whole controversy just that, like, God appears to this man as a woman sometimes?
0: As a black woman sometimes uh-huh. and as a... Maybe to, I feel like at some point the Holy Spirit is like a Native American. I can't okay. remember. It's just weird. <laughs> it's and just so weird. it's just
1: this thing. I, I don't know. I remember all the uproar about it. Yeah. And I remember being like, I, vaguely upset about it. I
0: read it because but of the war. Just like I read the Da Vinci Code because of the war. Yeah. Horror. Oh, but, I d-
1: I did that too. But
0: see, the Da Vinci Code I found utterly compelling. Oh yeah,
1: so fun. I thought
0: the shack was just what is this? Yeah. Why is this a big deal? Yeah. Um. I'll tell you a book that I want to read but have not. Okay. Rebecca. Oh yeah. Have you read that? I have
1: not. I hate the 18th century.
0: Okay. Well, this comes up in. Everything. Like. People recommend this book constantly. And unpopular opinion, if I'm going to sit down and be forced to read a book like this, I'm going to read Rebecca. Guess what I'm not going to read, you guys? Jane Eyre. And you know why? Jane Eyre.
1: Overrated. You know
0: why? Okay, We used to, on this podcast, and we still do, um, ask people, when we interview people, when Mm -hmm. I interview people, I ask, what's a classic you've never read but wish you had? Jane Eyre comes up constantly. Uh And it is a book, I will be clear, I have never read. I have seen... I have. I have, ironically, seen the musical version. (laughs) Uh, But I was totally justified, and you want to know why? Because of that thing you sent me. Lauren Gross interview, book by... uh,
1: Lauren, yeah.
0: Book by book, is that what it's called? By the book. By the book, thank you. Her New York Times interview. And she goes on a rant about Jane Eyre. And I thought, finally, like, I've seen that musical. That's why I
1: sent it to you. (laughs) I've
0: seen that musical and thought to myself, wait a minute, why is this a favorite of so many people I like? You guys, why do you like Jane Eyre?
1: And if you're... And Lauren Groff says exactly the right thing. If you're going to read Jane Eyre, fine, but then also read White Sargasso Sea. Yeah. Which is the kind of revision of it from the perspective of a different, like a minor character in the book.
0: Uh, Hunter loves that book.
1: That book is amazing.
0: Um... Okay, so my point being, I would rather read Rebecca and try Rebecca. Um, I also am pleased that Looking for Alaska is on here. Yeah, that's nice. We've talked about John Green before. And
1: Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. Um... Oh, there's another one on here that I just saw that I was surprised, and pleasantly so. Oh, Pilgrim's Progress. What a very different kind of book.
0: What a different book, but you know what? As somebody, I love it. I was about to say, and I grew up, like you did, going to Christian school, yeah. and we were required to read this, and I loved it. Yeah. I really no, Pilgrim's did. Progress
1: is really interesting, and I love that we can have this list that includes both Fifty Shades of Grey <laughs> and Pilgrim's Progress.
0: Yes. I do, too. I, that's what I mean. Like I read this, and I just feel I am filled with such immense patriotism. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, know, I don't know why, except it just gives a snapshot of mm-hmm. who we are. Um, I'll tell you a modern book on here that I'm so glad made it is Americana. Mm-hmm. Another book. Okay, ready for my other, un, other overrated? Yeah. The Alchemist. You guys.
1: I like The Alchemist.
0: What, how old were you when you read it? Last year. I think it's fine.
1: Um, it's not... Here's the thing about it. If people read it as something to take seriously... Mm-hmm. This, like, power of positive thinking yeah. mumbo-jumbo. Like, yeah. that's dumb. <laughs> Don't do that. But if you just read it as kind of a fun parable, as a fun little story, like, I think it's nice, and it's something that I would, like, give to teenagers.
0: Ugh, it's fine.
1: i like it i I wouldn't go to bat for it i don't think it's like the greatest thing ever written by any means i don't think it's a classic by any means but i like it
0: well and i do understand why it's on this list yeah i have customers who it's a very
1: positive book well
0: and who still love this book and buy it for gifts for their 12 family members i
1: enjoy it i think it's an uplifting read um, which i need sometimes but it also is kind of dangerous because it's like it teaches the reader to like see signs and meaning in everything and you know
0: I think that's th- why I was eye rolly about it. Yeah,
1: and that's the difference between you and me as people.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yes, it is. It totally is. Yes, because
1: <laughs> I do see signs and meaning in everything, and I know that I shouldn't. If and you... so this book was like, ah, oh, yes, someone <laughs> understands. Someone else gets this, and, and you're like, eh, this things is happen. Stupid.
0: I feel like you and I, on a very early episode of this show, talked about that you are Elizabeth Bennett and my yeah. I am Mr. Darcy. Correct. And I feel like if you're a new listener, that that's the dynamic encapsulated here. everything. <laughs> that's the dynamic Absolutely. Here. Um, okay, a couple more books that I wanted to mention. Because I read them, you talked about having non-American authors. Mm-hmm. Um, in my world literature class in college, which I got thoughts about that class. The class itself was great. I wish I'd had a better instructor. Um, mm. But we read um things fall apart i
1: always recommend things fall apart
0: oh that book is so good it's so good it's one of those like the great gatsby another
1: one assigned in high school oh it's
0: so good so i read i read it in college my other one that i like 100 years of solitude
1: yeah no that one's phenomenal it's
0: so good now you now it's tricky to read i think like i was glad i read it in college with Mm -hmm. the help of some guidance absolutely um but it is so good
1: you know it's not on here though and I think for good reason, Love in the Time of Cholera, which is no. his other book that I think is way overrated.
0: Can I tell you the only thing I know about that book? Mm-hmm. There is this great romantic comedy uh, called Serendipity, starring mm-hmm. John yeah. Cusack, who I hope we never find out as a creeper. Uh, and it is, it is a, bo- a movie that I loathed when I first saw it, and now I watch it. I think it's delightfully yeah. weird and cheesy. But the whole premise of that book is that he has stuck, like, I don't know. He's signed a copy of he, with his phone number or something in Love in the Time of Cholera. And mm-hmm. so he can't find this girl's phone number because it's her favorite book. And he can't find this girl's number because she put it in this book. And so he goes around the city just trying to find copies of Love in the Time of Cholera. So that's all I ever think of. <laughs> which is a shame for uh, Gabriel Garcia Marquez. Like, <laughs> that, to just die last that's, year. That's, that's that. That's all I think yeah.
1: of. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Read 100 Years of Solitude. That book's amazing. Let that's us find so the cholera. That's eh, It's fine.
0: What about... Did you ever read Flowers in the Attic? No. Okay, now I kind of want to. It's on this list. And don't
1: confuse it with Flowers for Algernon. Very different books.
0: Which is the one about incest?
1: Flowers in the Attic. Okay. <laughs> Flowers for Algernon is about like the, the handicapped person, okay. I think. Ooh, okay. I might be wrong about that. Ooh. Edit that
0: out. Um, Flowers in the Attic, I'm so intrigued now. Did you see that there was a Lifetime movie a couple years ago? Yes, I remember that. <laughs> okay, so I'm intrigued by that. Uh, I like that the help is on here. I sure. know, I know, they're. I but know it's problematic, but I, I stand by that. I thoroughly yeah. enjoyed that book when it came out. And
1: there, are, there are so many good books on here, and then so many not very good <laughs> books on here. And ain't that America?
0: Yes, that's what's so great. I like that Hatchet is on here yep. because that's a book my brother loved and adored, and now I see kids still yeah. love and adore it. And
1: a separate piece I've talked about before as one that I hated in high school because it was assigned to me when I was fourteen or fifteen and I didn't get it. Yeah. Because it's about teenagers, but also not really.
0: No. It's so um, good though. And it's very good. It's yeah. a very
1: moving and compelling story that I just didn't understand because I was a kid.
0: A trigger's in Brooklyn. The list is so just kind of runs the game. Yeah. And I think you're right. I think that's why I look at it and immediately think of America. This uh-huh. is America in a nutshell. Um another book I wish I had read, The Outsiders.
1: Yeah, no, I've never read read that that either. I
0: didn't either. Did you know, look, Bookseller Confession forgot Essie Hinton was a woman. Yeah, she's a lady. Yeah, she's a lady, and they interviewed her, and it was so not what I was picturing.
1: And Kate was telling me about how, like, some fan was in wherever that book is set, Tulsa, I Uh think, and, like, bought the house Yeah. and, like, turned it into an outsider's museum. Yeah, they interviewed him. And Essie Hinton was like, cool.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you can see, so he's talking, he's like a rapper or something. I Googled him. Oh, cool. I'd never heard of him. But, um... He bought the house and he's sitting on the front porch with Essie Hinton in the in the shot. I love that. Yeah, so this is why that PBS special it's fun to look at the book list. The special is phenomenal. You've gotta watch it. Yeah,
1: that. no, I wanna watch the special now.
0: Yeah, it's really good.
1: Special is on PBS. Um, I will even probably, I'm sure they have it streaming.
0: Yeah, they do. I watched it online. So
1: I'll have it linked in the show notes. Yeah. Please read along with us.
0: Read along. If you're local or in the area, come to the bookshelf, check out our display, and vote for your favorite because I really am curious how our favorites will compare with the national Yeah, No, I think
1: that'll be really interesting to look at.
2: strong but now we're coming up oh, we cast our lots with all the devils
0: of sin oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. from the front porch is a production of the bookshelf an independent bookstore in Thomasville Georgia It's produced by me Annie Jones and Chris Jensen and edited by Chris Jensen if you're interested in purchasing any of the books we've talked about on today's episode you can do so at www.bookshelfthomasville.com forward/ shop.
1: Thank you so much to Forlorn Strangers for the use of our theme music. It's called Bottom of the Barrel, and it's from their album Forlorn Strangers. Learn more at forlornstrangers.com. If you'd like to support From the Front Porch on Patreon and gain access to exclusive bonus content like What Annie Didn't Finish last month and Unpopular Opinions, both of which got posted last week, you can check us out on patreon.com slash fromthefrontporch. You can also check out our website at fromthefrontporchpodcast.com for web-only content, a full back catalog of our show with detailed show notes and links to further reading, and right now, a link to our listener survey. This week in the bookshelf, a funny thing happened.
0: This was not this week. This was years ago.
1: So years ago in the bookshelf, (laughs) a funny thing happened.
0: One of my first um, summers working here. A man came in who I had never seen before and I've never seen since. Interesting. Remember the Spirit of America? Yes. Okay. I think this was... This is
1: deep cut, (laughs) bookshelf lore. I
0: think this was similar. Okay. So it was this man who looked a lot like... I never watched this show, but he looked like the main character from the Beverly Hillbillies. Like he had on overalls and kind of a straw hat. Like total stereotype of the South. Um, He had a very deep accent that I had difficulty understanding. But he came in. I was the only person working. And he said got any recipes for peach brandy? <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry, what? And I said, I don't have any, cook. like I've got here's my cookbook section, and he was like, I just need the recipe. I said, well, I think you could go online and probably Google that at the library, like there are computers you can use. I don't know how. So I wound up printing this man a recipe for moonshine, which I don't even know if that's legal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Annie, I've known you too long. <laughs> For you to have not told me that story ever in my life. No, I'm so sorry. I feel honestly hurt <laughs> and betrayed that it's taken this long for you to tell me peach brandy. <laughs> oh, my Jordan's goodness. still, it's a
0: joke in our home. Got any peach brandy? That's...
1: <laughs> I'm gonna, it's gonna take me years to process this now, this betrayal. It's obviously
0: taken me years to process it as well.
1: Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week with a fresh jug of peach brandy.
2: the bottom of the barrel again. Started out strong, but now we're coming up thin. Oh, we've cast our lots with all the devils of sin. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. There's a lot of pretty people whose eyes can't see. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And in the evening when the church bell tolls, may we remember all the visions of our